All right, let's talk about the Flyers. Let's talk about the fucking Flyers after that game. What a game. I mean, they tried their best to blow it, but hung on. And Jake Voracek uh, had a pretty nice pass into the back of the net. Uh, I mean, he's been on fire recently. Can't say the same about the Sanheim Myers pair, but Voracek's played pretty well. I thought Katori's line played pretty well tonight. Um, especially Rafa. I thought Rafa had a pretty good game, besides that one stupid pass. Um, had that his goal, he started and created the whole entire play. Um, and that's just a big win for the team. I mean, it's just they, considering how good the Blues have been at home, they're looking to set their franchise record, 10 straight home win. And how poor the Flyers have played on the road. Uh, Bill pointed out last night they only have three regulation wins on the road. But they go into St. Louis and they end up pulling out a win against the Blues. I, It started, the first period was pretty good. Second period they started getting uh, in their zone a little bit. But uh, about halfway through the period started getting some chances. Pitlick scored on a pretty greasy goal. But that seemed to shift momentum. The Flyers started getting more chances. Raffle goal happens, Konechny. Let's talk about Konechny, too. I mean, that whole entire sequence to score the power play goal in the third, it agitates Perron, draws the penalty. Should have been a major. Draws the penalty, and then scores the power play goal to complete the uh, the pass trifecta. So uh, let me see if I can get some of the questions here. Play Gloria. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Blues seem to be falling easy. NAK looked pretty good. Trade Vor- trade Vorchek. He just scored the overtime winner. Vorchek's been looking good these last couple games. I'm not trading Vorchek, Amanda. NAK looks really good. I like NAK a lot. Um, he's a guy, I don't know, ideally he's in the top six on this team, but on the third line, or even on the second line, maybe he's in the top six. But every shift, I feel like he does something tangible. He's getting the puck back. He's making a hit. He's blocking a shot. Um, and he almost knocked over Falk and had uh, scored a goal tonight to extend the lead. So, yeah, he's he's been good. And I, I hope he stays up the whole time. Let's see what else here. This game should have been 6-1. I mean, it should have been. They they really tried to blow it. But, I mean, with the Flyers on the road this year, I'm, I'm taking two points. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, Alan Harps on the point just made a big win on the road against the heavyweight. But, like, just, just winning is big. But to do it against defending Stanley Cup champs when they're on a home winning streak too. Um, <laughs> Paul, great win. Oats here and not Marshan's miss was still better. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take, it's going to take a bit to top the Marshan miss, but I'll take, uh, I'll take Jake uh, moonwalking in the offensive zone to, uh, you know, skate right, shoot left. I'll take a little bit of that. That's not bad. In the post four times in one period should count as an automatic goal. That's a good point by Mike. The fly- that's another thing about this game is the, the Blues did come back in the third. Flyers had a lot of stupid shit working against them. Schwartz drew three different penalties. Two of them shouldn't have been penalties, the hold in the first period, and then the trip by raffle was... The trip by raffle in the third was bullshit. Uh, the Lawton got tackled, literally tackled by Bozak behind the net. They go down the ice. NAK knocks a stick out of McCola, I think is his name. It's his fifth NHL game. Out of his hand, and that's called a slash. It was just... Again, I never – this is the first time I think I'm going to mention officiating this year, but some of those calls were just blatantly bad tonight. And and then the Blues had a 5 on 3 for a minute 41, didn't do anything with it. So the Flyers fall through that. Flyers hit the post a ton of times. I'm not sure if it was four. I mean, I know they hit at least four posts. The uh, the Proveroff chef hit two. Um, and then 
there were two other posts, and I forget who the other, but they hit the post a bunch too. So they they didn't exactly get breaks tonight either, and they still managed to pull off a win. So at the road woes, uh, let's see here. Phil Myers is having some growing pains. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It really is. I mean, that first goal on the power play uh, for the first goal, he was way too aggressive. And then even on that last goal, they showed it. Uh, he didn't need to go behind the net there. Him, Sanheim, and NAK all made mistakes on that game-tying goal. But Myers, there's no need for Myers to dart behind the net there when he knows he's the guy in front of the net. He looked around and saw, he saw Sanheim in the corner chasing somebody. He doesn't need to also go behind the net because that just created a clean path to the net. Um, Mark Harpin on the point I wanted to talk about. Hell yeah, I know people knock Jake, but he has been playing more and more complete. Uh, he has really stepped up on defense. I, I feel like Jake's been playing really well the last couple of games. Like I said tonight, I thought the, the Ralph Couturier, um four check line was really, really good. Allen Freeman had another solid game. I like Freeman games a lot. Uh, Freeman's game a lot. He doesn't I can see the pitfalls in Freeman's game once he gets an extended look here. I mean, he's not the biggest guy. I don't think he's physical enough in front, but he does seem to make the right play every time. He doesn't doesn't just turn the puck away uh, egregiously. He usually makes the quiet, simple play, which for a guy coming up from the AHL, getting limited third pair of minutes, that's kind of all you want. Perron has always been a piece of shit. The St. Louis version of Brad Marchand. I don't even give him that much credit. Mar- Marshan is like one of the best players in the league now. Braun is a, uh, yeah, I, there's, I mean, that was just a shitty play in the corner and there really wasn't, there's was no need for it. And I can't believe he only got two minutes for it. Everybody was looking right at that play. All the officials connecting takes a cross check to the chin and it's, and it's only two minutes. Uh, and, and then just some of the calls in the third were just outstanding. Um, did Coots have a two, um, I'm not sure. I didn't even look at the box score before I came on here because I am a true professional. But I'm assuming he did. I mean, he again, Katori was dominant tonight. He had he had a bad turnover in the first period, and that that was it. I mean, that was the only time I've noticed Katori doing something pretty bad in a in a while. Um, Freeman or Hag? I mean, I'm, I'm going to lean towards Freeman. I'm just I'm. I'm done with Hag. Hag's been better this year. We talked about it last night on the show. Hag's been better this year. He hasn't been as haggish, but he's still. I just, if I had my ideal lineup, he wouldn't be in the top six or even seven. Uh, Jerry, did Jake snipe, or was that just a high heart saucer pass that happened to go on the net? Yeah, I mean that's uh, some somebody must have sat him down. Av, Michelle Terry, and Yo, or somebody was just like, look. We know you love passing. That's like your favorite thing to do. You haven't shot the puck since like 2013. Just pretend that uh, it's just Drew behind the goal line, and they just want to give him a nice silky saucer pass. Just tape the tape, and and that's probably how you make Jake a uh, 40 goal scorer. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm uh, I agree with you, Hag. I don't think Hag's had any really egregious bad plays in a while. I don't think he's Whatever the Flyers are going through defensively uh, or whenever they've had defensive woes recently, that really hasn't been hack. Honestly, the last couple games, it's been it's been the, the tandem of Sanheim and Myers messing up defensively, which is annoying because it's growing pains. And also they then do things like Sanheim will also go down and have a game-tying goal where it's just nothing but him creating offense. And Myers, you know, Watching Myers, it's so irritating because all you can tell all the tools are there, and then he just—he's not used to not being the biggest and quickest guy on the ice yet. I think is what it is. 
Uh, he just, he's a gigantic guy that can skate great in every direction and isn't afraid to be physical and has offensive instincts, but sometimes he just, just makes a terrible, terrible decision. In the past four games, we have scored six points against the three, uh, three most point scoring teams in the NHL. Yeah. I mean, they've, this was a tough stretch of games for the Flyers and they came away with, Came with six points out of eight, and their one loss was a one nothing loss to the Lightning, who were at the time the highest team in the league. They won their tenth straight game that night, and Vasilevsky was—he's turning around, and that whole team turning around. So, to after that road trip to come back with this, it's pretty—it's um, pretty big step for the Flyers. What's going on here? All right. Sorry about that. Um, to go back. Do you go back to Elliot tomorrow since he didn't face a lot of shots? Um, I think it's tough. I think you got to go with line tomorrow. Uh, I I don't know. I, well, actually, I don't know because they. I feel like asking Elliot to do three and four is a lot, uh, especially after we saw how Hackstall used him last year. Um, and Elliot's, you know, he's still. He's older. I don't know if a three on four is really guaranteed he's not going to get hurt. I don't think right now he can risk Elliott also getting hurt, and then we kind of fall back into what the last two years have been. I, I'd, I'd throw a line out there against the Canadians because I think that might be the only game he really has to – he might actually have to start. Uh, you can throw out Elliott against the Kings and then the Penguins and then the Penguins after the All-Star break. So, Frank, I know Provorov had a strong game, but his puck management is brutal. He hangs on to the puck too long, needs to play more of a south game. He had another trouble on the power play. Yeah, I mean, my big thing with Provorov is I – him on the power play, I'm, I'm ready for to see Sandheim or whenever Ghost comes back. I know Ghost hasn't exactly had a banner season, but whenever he comes back, I want to see what they can do on the power play. The power play tonight looks – I thought they looked pretty good tonight. Uh, the, the first power play – I don't know if they scored on the power play, but the first power, first power play of the night, they were getting chances, and Niskanen hit the post. And then the second one was took 11 seconds, however long it took for Jay Vard to do that pass across the crease. That play, they need to try and do that play more, obviously, because it worked, but also because I think every goal in the league now knows that Jay Vard is going to catch it, do the long arch around, and then put the shot on the net. So I don't, it doesn't really work. Yeah, I kind of agree with Steve, uh, Chris. Goalies don't play back-to-back, especially old injury-prone. Yeah, so that w- that would be the reason why. Ralph hasn't looked completely out of place on line two. I wouldn't argue for Raffle uh, staying in the top six, but uh, Bill made a pretty good point last night on the show that nowhere near the same level of skill, but stylistically, Raffle and Lindblom are kind of similar. They're pretty similar, so... I guess sliding Raffle into onto that line with Voracek and Katoria shouldn't be that much of a surprise. That it's been working pretty well. Um, even though his line was good tonight, hating Raffle. <laughs> Chris Carter is making the same point I just made. Five one three PK was outstanding. It was, and the PKs had a rough. I don't want to say they've had a rough stretch. They've had they had a couple rough games in in recent weeks, but tonight they really needed that kill and they. And they got it. And, uh, you know, the PK is something I talk about all the time on Flyperbole, and I'm sure everybody around the team talks about all the time. The penalty kill is a huge difference with the team this year. I, I think you can keep a lot of the things, a lot of problems from the last couple of years the same, but just improving the PK. Uh, I know a lot's been made about the additions of Hayes and Braun, 
in this minute even uh, on, on the PK aspect, but I, I think it was all worth it. If you can if you can make the unit go from being a regularly 25th or 26th to, you know, top five, uh, I don't think they're quite there yet, but that's where they are most of the year. It's, it's worth it. Sorry, Frost two-goal game, thinking we should try him again between G and TK. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm fine with calling. I, I wonder if Frost is going to be coming back up now. Uh, I, I would assume, I don't know if they said anything officially about Faraby coming back up tomorrow whenever Chris Stewart um, clears waivers or is claimed off waivers. Nobody's fucking picking him up. But whenever he gets back to the AHL, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Frost is the one coming back up. Because Faraby, um, I, I don't think he's been playing atrocious. I don't think he's been costing the team, but he was relegated to the fourth line. He saw his last time dwindling lane down. He's had one goal in the last. 28 games, I think it was, and it was an empty netter. So I wouldn't be surprised if Farabee was the one that stayed down and um, and Frost comes back up, Tom. So is Lappy doing the opposite coaching from the past three years? Yeah, maybe Lappy was just like, oh, wait, no, but this isn't the power play. This is, sorry, we're trying to keep the pucks out. Yeah, you guys got to. I, I think it's the, I, I, I think the additions of Hayes, Braun, and Niskanen is a big help, but it really is. Whatever whatever he has done to change uh, the PK has really been has really been effective. They they seem more aggressive and they seem to take kill more of the penalty outside of the zone. Like Hayes or Apple go down the ice and hold it as well. So, speaking of shitty officiating with a minute left in regulation, how did Falk not get called for cross checking Katoria in the crease? Yeah, I was wondering about that. Uh, not again, not the harp on the officiating because I really hate when anybody makes a big point out of it. You know, because that's not usually what decides a game. But that was a – I knew they weren't going to call it after watching all the other shit they had, like, go, uh, go that tonight. But that I, they started calling the penalties on those types of plays. So the Flyers, again, probably should have power play pretty late in the game, and they didn't. And it's annoying because it's Couturier, too. It's just taking sticks in the back, and the Flyers aren't getting rewarded for it in any manner. So, Mark, yeah, that's funny. Stuart picked up. But yeah, I mean – if he if he doesn't end up on the Phantoms by noon tomorrow, I'll be I'll be absolutely shocked. Is it too early to laugh at Marshan again? No, no, fuck, keep laughing at him. No, he's gonna get man, he's gonna get laughed at forever about that, and he should. I mean, he's a he's a jerk, he's a dick, and it was pretty embarrassing. So, my again, my favorite thing, Marshan, is he tweeted out the picture of the 2011 Cup, just not you know. He was also in the Stanley Cup in 2013 and 2019. So where were those picks, Brad? I mean, you were there. Did you guys win or did I forget? Did you guys lose those cups? I don't know what happened. I'll wait on those picks back. Until then, I'm going to keep making fun of you at, you know, fucking up at your, your job. So uh, what else tonight? I thought, trying to break down the rest of the game since some of the questions are um, slowing down here. Or it might just be my computer not catching up. Um, I thought the first period, the Flyers spent a lot of time in the offensive zone, but they didn't really get any threatening chances. And I thought Bennington's a thing about Bennington that helps the blues a lot is he's really active stick handling and he's a good, he handles the puck well. And they actually talked about it on the broadcast, but dump and chase tends to not work a ton against the blues because of that. Or at least whenever I watch him, I feel like Bennington is usually on top of pucks that if there's any puck he can get on top of and just give it to a defenseman to get out of the zone pretty quick, he's pretty good at that. So they need to start entering the zone more, which I thought they started doing late in their second period, you know, and carry the puck in on all-man rushes and not 
hope that Bennington just doesn't go for it and then start creating the offense. So um still understand why Coos is never in the all-star picture. It's a good question. Uh, it's a really good question. I would say for the longest time I had put up points, not that that was the thing that made a lot of Flyers fans think he was a bad player. Some, but, uh, you know, he didn't put up points for a while. The first season he did put up points. Giroux had the MVP type season. Uh, 2018-19 well, was hell. He still should have gone, yeah. And then this year, I mean, Konechny is just – I think Konechny has, is having a – we've known Konechny was going to be good, but I think he took a big step this year, and I think now he is the clear offensive force on the team. So it makes sense that he hasn't made it. But Couturier – you know, Couturier really is not um, – uh, yeah, he's, I think he's still a massively underrated player. Like, it is really insane how much nobody talks about him when he's going out there and he's going up the best players in the league every night and he's coming out winning the possession battle and usually comes out on top on the stat line. And it's just because the Flyers have been mediocre for so long, I think is what it is. Like, he, if he was in, if he was on a Canadian team or a team that was consistently in the play, if he was on the Lightning, he would be talked about all the time. He would be. On, I think you'd be on the level of like Kucherov is how much they would talk. I I really think it's just because the Flyers have been haven't been one of the worst teams in the league, haven't been one of the best teams in the league for the last decade, and that goes into why Couturier and why Giroux don't get more credit they deserve nationally. So I think this new coaching staff deserves more credit. Agree? I think uh, yeah, I think so. I think AV system works pretty well, and I think they I, I think they made a, a lot of tweaks that you wouldn't have seen over the last couple of years with Haxtell and company. And I think Gil deserves a lot of credit on the, on the PK. Michelle Terry and I, I mean, the power play, I can take her leave right now. They, again, they look good tonight. It's the first time in a while you could say that about the Flyers power play. So the first time whenever they've hit a lull that they just, they just didn't score a goal off the rush on like a broken sequence where it was technically a power play goal, but the establishing structure in the zone and actually creating a chance were actually in place. It was just a, kind of a, a fluky rush goal and it just didn't really satisfy anything. But I think the coaching staff has, yeah, I, I, I don't think the coaching staff last year with this rush would be doing as well. So I, I think they deserve a lot of credit. I'm a big fan of AV. I didn't think I was going to like AV or Hayes and I like them both a lot. I, AV has, uh, he's grown on me and Hayes is one of my favorite players now. I love his personality. Yeah, Julia is. A, yeah, I still cringe every time I see G on the right right boards on the power. I do too. I thought tonight one of the things I wanted the power play to start doing more is not just Drew on the left like Charlie's been screaming about forever. I, I feel like a lot of the times whenever I see successful power plays, there's a ton of movement, and I thought they had a ton of movement tonight of just a lot of moving pieces and defensemen going down low and wingers wrapping around the net. Just confusing. You have, I, I mean, you literally have an extra player out there. Just start moving around and confusing coverage, and you're eventually going to get open shots. That is if you don't want to just do the whole put your on the wall and that one of the best passes in the game, set up a guy in the slot for a dunk. That is if you don't want to do that. But, yeah, it's – I don't – I'll never understand why <laughs> – I'll never understand why they don't try Drew on the left, like on the at the top of the left circle anymore. Drew's been quiet lately. Should be worried. Uh, no, that is my. I I, I I don't know. I people have been talking about Drew looking down or been quite kind of quiet. I really don't. 
I don't think his game is slipping at all. I, I don't know. Well, if he keeps going longer and longer without production, maybe we'll, we can start talking about it. But I'm not worried about Drew yet. I mean, we're, we're starting to get Voracek back. Let's not start worrying about Drew right now. Did it seem like they were passing up a lot of shots at the beginning of the game? Chris, welcome. Welcome to the Flyers, man. This is, yeah, they were they were passing a lot early. That was part of the problem in the first period, too, was when they did get those chances. That's why they didn't get any threatening chances was because they were in the zone. They just didn't. They're looking for the one extra pass too many times. Even even in overtime, Sanheim looked for the pass when he was five feet from the net. Shoot the fucking puck, Travis. But uh, I, I'm happy that you know the biggest victim of the the Flyers over passing game is Voracek, and so I'm happy when it came down to it, he just decided to throw a puck on that. Brian, top fan. Oh yeah, I forgot about the top fan aspects. Uh, Tom, thank you for that question. Top fan. Uh, Brian, top fan. Uh, G should be on the left. Yeah, I mean that's. It should be uh, – I forget the layout that uh, Charlie was talking about last night. But it should be Drew, Drew on the left. I would put – even now, I would still put Shane up top. Voracek on the right. JVR down low. And I would try Gatorade in the middle, in the slot. But, I mean, that's um, – Uh, there's more talent around Drew. He doesn't need to do everything now, nor expected to. I think that's, I think that's fair. And also I, yeah, I mean, that's a good way to put it. And also the thing that makes, would make him really noticeable would be success on the power play. And like we're talking about right now, it seems like the power play isn't being optimized and it's really more of a coaching decision and not personnel. It's not like Drew is in the right spot and he just keeps turning the puck over and missing shots. Um, he did tonight. I will say I did. I feel like he did pass up a couple shots. And then when he started shooting, he just hit that one shift in the second where he had a good rush chance that Bennington put into the corner and then drew out the puck right back. And then he missed a net in the middle of the slot. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that is why we just start worrying about drew, but it is, uh, I, yeah, I would agree with that, Michael. I, I, I think that now that drew has more support, we shouldn't just, say we should start worrying about Drew because he isn't putting up as many points. It's like, well, there's now other good players to help him with that. Um, uh, he'll probably play tomorrow because the roster changes need to send him down to the Phantoms with the paper. Um, I'm, I'm, I missed that whole thing. Uh, John, I can't forget that the last time the Flyers used to trash first period and wake up late in the mile, they finished two wins from the... <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, that is true. I will say... Wins in St. Louis, uh, they got blasted in St. Louis last year, 7-3, to three, but two years ago was the win where Will O'Neill and Mark Alt were an actual NHL pairing for the Flyers, and I think Brandon Manning scored, and Ivan Proveroff had the game of his life, and they needed him to have his game. He had like 10 blocks, played 1,000 minutes. Yeah. Okay, so Chris, I thought somebody was going to ask me about this. Sorry, taking a drink of water. Uh, also thought Stewie was on waivers. Okay, so it this just happened with Andy Androff, too. You can waive a player and keep him on the NHL roster, and then you can send him down to the minors, I believe, I believe whenever you want. So if they wanted to send him to the AHL eventually, like they were like, we know Stewart's going to be down there by the end of the month. They could have waived him at any point in time. To actually get him down to the NHL, they have to put him through waivers at one point. So you don't need to put him through waivers, and then he can't play until he's sent down. 
You can put him through waivers. He clears. And then he, if he clears, you can put him down the AHL whenever he wants. So in theory, if he clears tomorrow, I think he can play against the Canadians. I think he could then play against the Kings. And then if the Flyers wanted to do the move on Sunday, they could be like, oh, okay, now we're going to put him in the AHL. And when they decided to do that, they wanted to put him through waivers again on Sunday. I think that's how it works. I'm pretty certain that's how it works because that's what happened with Andreoff too. And Andreoff, I think, was the same situation where they put him through waivers. He played he played a game. I think he played against the Coyotes. And then they put him down like two days later. Uh, yeah, Alex, when does AV end the experiment on the PP with the with G out of position? Why are they changing it? That's the question everybody's asking. Nobody, nobody knows. My theory is they just... They lost all the tapes from before Knobloch was here and when Drew used to be on the wall, and they have no idea that that used to be a possible formation. And apparently the players just aren't listening in practice and telling them, we used to do this. We're pretty good at that. We should do that again. But Concern about Hart's injury being a problem the rest of the way? I mean, yeah. Uh, especially, yeah. I mean, I am. I, I don't know what else. <laughs> I'm concerned about it because... It happened randomly at practice. It didn't seem to be like a nagging issue. And, um, I mean, mobility is key for any goalie. So we'll see how we'll see how that impacts him going forward. But uh, are you worried about all the overtime games now? Uh, we especially have back-to-back. Sorry. Are you worried about all the overtime games we have, especially with the back-to-backs? Uh, this will be our eighth. Um Talking about fatigue, uh, I guess a little bit. I mean, that's part of the reason why the Flyers' schedule is annoying because they have this huge, huge win tonight. And it did take extra time. And it's taken extra time on the road a lot this year for the Flyers. But they get rewarded by what is essentially a schedule loss. Now they have to travel back home and take on a team that was playing tonight. So maybe not a schedule loss. But still, it. I, I don't know if how much of a factor fatigue plays into it. But... <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. You look better with hair on your head. I agree. I know. I it was getting too long, and then I, I decided to cut it off like an idiot. So I gotta get, I gotta, I'll grow it back. Don't worry about it. But um, no, I'm not worried about the fatigue factor. I guess. I, I mean, it might. It's gonna get a little hairy now, and it will be a problem if heart, the heart injury becomes a nagging issue, and he ends up missing time, or if Elliot gets hurt because. The amount of trust I have in Elliot compared to Lyon, I I mean, that's the only aspect I'm worried about is with the back-to-backs is if one of these goalies does end up getting worked, uh, hurt, it's going to be a real problem. But Yeah, it looks like the birds passed the injury bug to the Flyers. Yeah, I mean, it's, some of these Flyers injuries are absurd by um, – how much? Wait, real quick. How much money do you think you'll have on the board tonight, Jerry? I want to say, man, especially after the article with the other. I'm going to say uh, triple digits. I'll say triple digits. Uh, looks like the yeah. I mean, some of the injury, the the Patrick, the Patrick injury, like injury situation, Limblom, um, just those two injuries alone. If they didn't happen in the same season, would be insane for them to be going on at the same time. Is I it's just I don't know what to say. It's just fascinating. It's it's just it's terrible. It's just I it's just it's unlucky for both of them and also just kind of unlucky for the organization. But obviously they have bigger things to they got more important things to focus on the games. So 
how good are the Flyers in three on three? I feel like they win a lot of three on threes. We seem to be able to get a lot to them. Um, three on three this year, I think. I want to. I think there's three on one. I'm not sure. They, but I, they're good at three on three because they do have some speed and also uh, the defensemen are very active. So I mean, like tonight I was talking about the Sandheim missed a two or passed it on a possible two on one where I think Lawton peeled back. But Sandheim's able to jump up a ton. Myers can jump up and will probably jump up when he's not supposed to. Uh, Provorov is able to take it end to end. I mean, I, I I would hope everybody thinks that Provorov goal from earlier in the year, earlier in the year. So I think being able to have somebody on our team that can do that, um, it, you know, you'll you'll probably win some more games in overtime. I don't know what their actual overtime record is. I just know that they need. Uh, Anything past regulation that went on the road more times than not. That's been the big overtime situation this year. Um, I miss fly purpley so much. There's another fly purpley coming out on, on th- Friday. Friday. Yeah, so you get your batch update. Don't worry about it, Tom. Tom, not a top fan, by the way, but Chris is a top fan. Uh, wish the NHL would make the three-on-three overtime period longer before the shootout. It's super entertaining. I agree. I wish they would have a... The league should have a 10-minute three-on-three overtime instead of five minutes, and also they need to change the standings. It needs to be three points for regulation win, two points for a overtime shootout win, and one point for an overtime or shootout loss. And don't tell me about that. how that's too much math. We're talking about one, two, and three. If you guys can't count that, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. NAK gets some finishability. He could be a legit middle six winger. Yeah, no, Jerry, I, I, I was talking about that earlier with the um, – the uh, the NAK chance on Falk. He, I do like NAK. Uh, I can see. I I hope he stays at least on the third line. Um, but he could definitely. He is a serviceable middle six winger. He's got a lot of speed. Not afraid to hit people. He gets involved and he usually creates scoring chances. There's really nothing to hate about NAK's game. I'm thinking of maybe a little undisciplined, but I, I'm. No really egregious penalties come to mind. And also he was out there for the game time goal against. But I'm really I'm putting that more I'm still putting that more on Myers. I'm not putting it all on Myers, but I think out of everybody in that position, Myers just needs to let that puck go behind the net and he should have been able to camp out in front. So three V three it still ends. Uh yeah. Yeah, it's a good eh. I mean. Ten minutes of throwing three and then the shootout. There you go. We'll pretend like that's what I I meant to say. A win in overtime should take the other team's point. I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm f- I, I don't know because I I feel like the. Well, I mean, so you're saying an overtime win is two points for the winner and zero points for the loser. I'm fine with that. Any way to minimize. Uh, teams getting the same amount of points for an overtime or shootout win than a regulation win. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Lawrence. If they're on three or longer, we'd really be... Yeah, the, to the, the person who asked me earlier about being worried about uh, the players playing all these overtimes and getting fatigued. Yeah, if we wanted to change the three-on-three format up and listen to what I'm saying, yeah, half these players would be dead by the, the like the third overtime. We'd be, we'll, we'd be looking at like a 47-minute overtime, but Kuth had another big hit late in the third. Beast mode. Yeah. I feel, and I feel like most nights are beast mode Kuth. But I, really, recently, who was it? He was pissed off against the Lightning, I think. And that was a lot of... 
Coots pissed off is a lot of fun to watch because he's already dominant. So then when he gets pissed, it's just him shutting somebody down and then usually shoving them to the ice or, you know, giving that toothless grin. Or so I don't know. It's a lot of fun watching Coots when he's pissed off. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else to take away from tonight. Um, thought Elliot played fine. Uh, yeah, the PK was huge. The the five one three for one forty one was huge in the game. Um, what else? I, I love Myers. Myers is. I see all the skill there with Myers. We just he just needs to hone it in and. He's just got to recognize what he can and can't do in the NHL. Once he does that, and once San and San has been f- playing pretty well recently, he's had some defensive gas. But once they f- they figure out when to be aggressive and when not to in the league, I, I think that that pair is going to be scary as shit. Uh, do you think the All Star Game should be replaced by a midseason tournament for each division? The winner could get something like an extra draft pick, cash, and five. Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. I think I, because I view the All Star Game as a break for a lot of the players in the league. So like I made a point on Fly Purple that like I didn't want Drew to get voted into the extra man because he just had a kid. He's also been playing on this mediocre team forever. I I wouldn't mind letting the guy just have a couple extra days to go home and take a nap. But I mean it's a good idea. I wish they would. I, I wish there were other. I guess tournaments outside of NHL regular season play in the playoffs, if that makes sense. So sometime a format like this or like the World Cup or the Olympics, there needs to be something else where you can see all this skill grouped in another way and, you know, put on display for the fans. Takeaway shootout, shootout winner doesn't decide who was the – I agree. No, I agree too. I'm, I'm, I'm over the shootouts. I mean, that's not really a hot take, but – Myers seemed more comfortable last season. He did. I I mean, well, last season I thought it was just kind of hard to grade just because the entire team was a mess. And But he he did look better last year. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would say he looked better. I feel like this year he's – I think it's a weird thing where, like, his confidence, confidence has grown because you see him taking more chances of being even more aggressive, and I feel like he's – provided better offensive plays, but I think that's become a problem on the defensive side of the puck because then he thinks he can do things like tonight where Progress in the corner and he thinks he can drop down and take away a passing lane and give up being on the bottom right of the box. And he can't uh, in the NHL. He can't do that. So my um, has just been bad reads, reads that he could do unless you're okay. There, yeah. But now this kind of touched on the point um, I was just making. He, yeah, because he used to – he's a big guy and he's fast and he can skate. He can He's a great skater. So every league he's probably been in, he's probably been the biggest and quickest guy. And you don't really need that the best hockey IQ or the best reads or the best instincts if you are able to just push people around and blow by them. So um, they just had a – yeah, but I don't know. I mean, still, you're talking about – they're on the road and playing a game every one or two games, you know, from the beginning of October until beginning of April. You get two two week breaks is not or a week and a half break really isn't a ton, I guess. Uh, I might be in the minority, but I love All Star Weekend and have been watching since the '90s. It's fun. Uh, no, I like the All Star Game. Uh, I don't watch it. I used to watch it a lot when I was younger, you know, when I was a kid. But I still watch it. 
I'll turn it on for the. Uh, I usually watch the skills competition usually because they do you know stupid shit, and then uh, oh, I want to watch it this year because I want to see that. I do want to see that trick shot thing, or not the trick shot, but the uh, the shots from the stands. We're just gonna put players in the stands and take shots onto the ice. I do want to see that. Uh, let's see. Is it just me, or do the Flyers seem like the worst passing team in the league? Uh, they, I don't, I don't know. They, I don't know if they're the worst passing team. Like sometimes they're big fans of an extra pass, which I'm not against. Uh, although sometimes it is a pain in the ass. Worst passing team in the league. I mean, no, I, I mean, that's a, I don't know if I watch enough every other team to pick up on that. They've definitely had nights where they just don't hit on passes and they just, the, the passing is a problem getting out of the zone or just transitioning up the ice. Uh, I do agree with that. Um, I don't know about the word. I, I feel like they can't be the worst passing team in the league. I can't, I mean, there's no way to back that up. That's saving up, but I just feel like they can't. Okay, how about set a number of games aside for the tournament? Players get a week off instead of an all-star game. Yeah, all right, yeah, sure, I'll do that. I wouldn't mind making the season shorter, too. Uh, I don't know how much shorter, but, you know, 82 games, all of hockey. That's a lot of hockey. Uh, and if they want to, like, I, I feel like the numbers they always throw out are, like, 78. That's what, like, the NBA and uh, I think the NHL has talked about minimizing it before, but. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll take that tournament in the middle of the season. Not against it. Let's see here. Okay, second worst. <laughs> yeah, for, I mean, I'll, I'll give that to you. Yeah, I'll say the the second worst. Uh, I'm trying to think about other things from the game tonight. Uh, Niskanen had some. Niskanen had some iffy plays. A uh, couple bad turnovers early. Had a turnover in the last minute. Had to play on Schwartz where he got beat to a loose puck and then held him. Uh, he has kind of looked a little bad the last couple of games. Not, ter- not terrible and not worse than what we'd have to worry about with Sandheim and Myers. But I wonder if he's just kind of – wonder if he's just dealing with some nagging injuries or something. Maybe he just needs a week off too for the all- – needs a week off for the All-Star game maybe. Who knows? Uh, 70 games, I, I mean, I really – that. I want to be against them because it's another thing too with hockey where if you take off a bunch of games, you hear about what these guys go through in the postseason with all the injuries and all the nonsense they do just to get out there. So if you take off, we'll say 70 games, you take off 12 games of wear and tear, they're going to go out and it, the playoffs are going to be even more intense because they're going to bodies, bodies going to be even fresher. Um, maybe a bye week for the night. They actually do have a bye week now too. So give them three weeks. I don't give them all the time they need off. That's fine. Uh, they won't. They won't lose. Uh, lose games. Too much money to be made. Yeah, they're not going to. I mean, I want them to. They're not going to, and that's the reason why they haven't. And that's why the other sports leagues haven't either, because that's probably what the argument comes down to. Is everything I, I was just saying about the the less wear and tear on the buys and everything and all this stuff, and but the the response from man, uh, owners in the league is just going to be, well, money though. <laughs> and that's what always will win that argument. So that JVR touch pass to TK on the PP was sweet. Yeah. Uh, I, I talked about that. I think I talked about that right when I came on, but that's, it's a, it's a good wrinkle. It's a good play on the power play because I 
think everybody in the league knew once JVR got the puck down low, he was going to do that slow turn and arch into the middle of the slot and take that shot that goalies aren't coming now. So now that he's done that, if he's able to do that a couple more times and you opposing penalty kills don't know if he's going to just do the shot or the pass, they have to respect the shot at least, which might give him a little more time to do something. So, uh, I've never seen another team turn over the puck in their own zone and then attempt to touch pass as much as the Flyers do. Okay, so that, I will agree with that. They do love doing that sometimes. And I understand what they're trying to do, but sometimes they're just... Like the Katori turnover that I mentioned earlier was... It was like five minutes into the game, but that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to redirect the puck off the boards instead of angling out of the zone for, I think... I think Voracek was streaking out of the zone. Instead of angling out of the zone, he just centered it right into the slot for the Blues for a scoring chance. Um, so that, yeah, they are... I mean, sometimes they just, they really struggle to get the puck out of their own zone, but that's, I don't know. The Flyers need to bring in a defensive specialist coach, if that's allowed. That is. Uh, these guys are so out of position way too much. I mean, yeah, they need to they just bring back Rick Wilson. Uh, Rick Wilson seemed to know what he was talking about, considering he was here for two weeks and was like, you guys should play Sanheim more. So let's bring him back and see if they can, uh, if he can instill a little more defense for the, uh, for the team, but. I mean, I, Niskan and Provorov are usually pretty good in the zone. And Sanheim and Braun are pretty good in the zone. Uh, and I think Sanheim and Myers have more upside, but it's just right now they I, they just have issues reading each other and reading one another. And I know I've talked about Myers' issues tonight too, but the Sanheim play, uh, or the not the Sanheim play, the Ryan O'Reilly goal, the second goal for the Blues, Sanheim put himself in the bad position too because he had to – he had to worry about two guys in coverage, but he just let Ryan O'Reilly set up in front of the net and he got the pass from Shen. And then he didn't do anything on O'Reilly for the second attempt. And it's more about, I guess, I think connecting was trailing that play. He should have been more on Shen. So he didn't, Shen didn't have the two options. But if those are the two options as a defender, you need to worry about the guy right in front of the net. He just has to make sure that pass only get through to O'Reilly or that Riley is not going to take away Elliott's eyes or grab a rebound. So I thought Sanheim could have done that play better. But, again, with that pair, they're all just bumps and bruises. Like, it's all just it's all just a learning curve right now to me. And I know Sanheim has been around for a little bit now, but it's still he, – he's still working out some things defensively. And you put that – you be pairing with Myers, who is just working on that, you know, to a much larger degree. Things are going to happen when they're out there, but – um, all right, guys, I have been talking for a bit and I'm going to start getting into the realm of repeating the same things over and over again, but I want to say thank you guys for joining me. Uh, I know it's always a, it's always a downgrade when I'm filling in for Bill, but I want to say thanks for joining me for the last 40 so minutes. Uh, I, we're going to post Broad Street, Ra- Broad Street Accurate Radio tomorrow on the website and then Fly Purpley will be out on friday and then i think the forecast will be out on monday so uh have a good night great win and uh i'll probably see you guys again at some point before the end of the season but uh, until then go flyers